This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by sarah frazier david david i feel like we need to shout out okay because obviously we come on this podcast and we're like we don't give a fuck what any of you think which is true but we have gotten something <laughs> we have gotten in the past two weeks the loveliest messages the loveliest from really? scotland yes have you read all this oh my god i mean People are so kind. They love us together. They love the show. They're like, screw all the haters. Screw the haters, baby. Screw the haters. Well, listen, I am um I'm glad that you're in the weeds reading. And for everyone leaving these wonderful comments, thank you. Uh, this Sarah, is beautiful news today, Sarah. I love your podcast with David. Thank you for being you. Love from Kylie in Australia. Um, then this shout out we have to give from Alex. I love you and David, by the way, you're so pretty too, which that's very kind. Cause most of the time I look like Is shit. this why you've been putting makeup on lately. It's Alex for Alex. Oh my God. It's for Alex. Look at these, um, from Kathleeno question for you and David on the recap shows you do, by the way, I love them. So Angie's husband, she's referring to Salt Lake city uh, admitted she- Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to keep going? No, yes. I was going to say I th- that I got, I because I don't know more than one Angie. Go on. 
admitted to making this fake account on Instagram to defend his wife. Could Lisa Barlow and Jen Shaw sue for defamation or file some kind of charge against him slash they? The whole scene with them admitting everything to Meredith was so cringe. Love the podcast you do with David. I know that David's an attorney. I don't know. Um, No, no. I mean, you know, like I said, I know all so many housewives for a fact that have not only do I know that they have fake accounts. I know the actual names of these fake accounts. Sick. Um, No, you can create a fake account and say anything you want about anyone, really. You know, I mean, well, it's like, well, not anything. But, you know, it's different. Like when Diana's suing for, you know, the empty lawyer for saying that she was sex trafficking madam, like, that's different. Like it's, it's, it's like, listen, I just think the easy rule is it's really hard. And I think it's when it goes to profession, like when Tamrat and um, <laughs> Heather, um, whatever her name is, the other one, Heather Rat, Tamrat and Heather Rat with a podcast and um, Shannon got sued by Jim Bellino because they said that his trampoline park cause death and that's why it was closed yeah that's that's a that's a cause of action like when you have an opinion that someone's a scumbag or whatever but when you have like a statement like if i said like i don't know you're closing down your podcast because you were you know running a ponzi scheme not to be arrested Right. Like technically, if you really want, you can sue me. Mind you, you also have to show damages. So how much are you making a year, you know? And then after all that, whatever you're making and your legal fees, what is that worth? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like you have to show damages. So I don't even know if Diana has a case with all these cases, but like Jim's thing is like, okay, you're saying this about my business and it's affecting my business. And look, we don't know. It's settled out of court. That doesn't mean anything. That means it just could have gone away or someone got some dollar, you know? And if it settles out of court, you don't know. Like, Jim could have won the case, right? <clears throat> or Jim could have lost the case. Like, maybe there were, you know, you have no idea. If right, like if they were suing for like $4 million or whatever it was, they could have said, like, look how much attorney's fees. This is ridiculous. The thing is, you don't know when it goes to trial. You don't know. So... You might think you're going to win $4 million and it might be like you lose and you owe $4 million. You have to pay a certain, you just don't know. So that's the thing. That's why cases hardly ever go to trial, you know, but right. Like if Jim wanted a million dollars at this point, they could have said, all right, just call it. Just give me a hundred thousand dollars and let's call it. And they're like, well, we spent $400,000 on on legal fees. We we don't want to do this anymore. Here's, you know, so it's like, you just never know. That's different than a case being dismissed like with or without prejudice, like it's a settlement, it's out of court and we're moving on. But no, this person, Angie's husband cannot be sued for creating a fake Instagram account. And thank you for all the lovers. And um, yeah, that's, you know, we'll have to see what happens with Miss Diana's uh, lawsuit for people that allege that she is a, Diana is so happy. She's suing everyone, this Diana. But I think I love that you brought that up because I think you're right, right? With her being a public figure, who knows how much she's going to win. But with her, don't you think it's it's really it's a warning shot, I think, to other people like, you know, because she knows a lot of these bloggers have no money. I mean, they're you know, they make five thousand dollars a month or something like that, but they 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 don't have nearly they can't even hold a candle to her wealth. So I think it's just a warning. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth or because like you said, these, you know, anti lawyer 
maybe they're really a lawyer. I have no idea. But they're probably going to have to get an attorney. I mean, you know, it's going to be $15,000 for even it to just go away. You know, I mean, that's a significant amount of money for a lot of people. Yes. Like, listen, if you get sued, if you, again, before we move on, if you get a cease, uh, my thing is, listen, it isn't great advice, but if I got a cease and desist letter, I would write fuck you across it and send it back to somebody. That is me. A cease and desist letter means nothing. It's just like, if you don't stop this, I'm going to sue you. Now, in Diana's case, she means business. When she sends a cease and desist, she is going to sue you. In most people's cases, they're sending it, but they're not going to actually sue you. When I, the last person that I sued, my lawyers were like, do you want to send a cease and desist? I'm like, no, this, this woman that I'm suing is a psychotic narcissist. If we send her this, she'll laugh. So I'm not, I'm not interested in wasting this step. It's not even the money, this extra $4. I just don't want to, to wait an extra three weeks. I don't want to cease and desist because it's saying, and then when you rip it off or throw it away or whatever, you then you either stop the activity and you don't get sued or you just keep and then you do get sued. But it's like calling someone's bluff. I think nine out of 10 times someone doesn't follow that up with a lawsuit. They don't really want to sue because if they did, they would sue it. Right. But if you get sued, so forget about the season desist. But if you actually get sued, you have to get a lawyer. I mean, you don't have to, but you kind of do unless you're going to handle it yourself. So yeah. I mean, anyone could sue anyone for anything. Now, then, you know, you owe the more frivolous, then that's where attorney's fees can come into play. Where So it's like, look, just nobody wins. I've said this before. The lawyers win when there's a lawsuit, period. Oh my God. Everybody ends. win all the time. Yeah, Nobody else wins. And I just like, just go about living your life unless you have a real cause of action, which is based on money in your pocket, not hurt feelings or being pissed off, period, the end. Okay. Love that. Um, Thank you, Zoya so David. There you go. And there's our answer for our people. Um, before we move on from Beverly Hills, God, we talk about Beverly Hills so much, guys. But we have to because now these rumors are back about Brandy and Lisa Vanderpump coming back. And stop, stop believing everything you guys read. That ain't true. <laughs> I mean, like it's not look could it be true when we, when we get to it nothing is there's no casting decisions happening now it's a real pause we've all moved on in life we're not thinking about this that's did you did you, did you, you did don't you think all that Brandy is really in the mix though i i mean i i think, do i don't believe the lvp rumor at all i mean no. two weeks ago in the new york post lvp was quoted as saying I, i'm not coming back i want nothing to do with the shit show i want nothing to do with it LVP is done, but I mean, Brandy wants back, you know, Brandy would love the money. She was great on ultimate girls trip at Dorinda's house. I mean, I think Brandy's really like, there's a real strong possibility they're bringing her back. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I think that article about like, oh, we've had discussions and Brandy's no, I mean, it's not at that point where she's lumped, but no, I think that Brandy is I said it before. I mean, the only people I could see are Denise or Brandy when you really boil it down. It's not going to be Kim Richards for a lot of reasons. Yeah. It's I think Camille would be great. It's not going to oh. be Camille. It's As not. I you, no, I, 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 yeah. I think Brandy is the only, to me, the other name that is, she's, yeah, she's, look, she's not going to turn it down, right? She ain't going to say no. She yeah. would use the money she wasn't really she didn't fit in 
at that time. And now we're like in a different time in the world. You know, Brandy, and I've spoken to Brandy about this directly. I don't want to speak to her for her. She would definitely take the job. But, you know, her statement, rightfully so, but I think we need this is like, I'm not Beverly Hills. Like Brandy doesn't have this money. She's the first one to tell you this. I don't know if that really matters at this point. It doesn't. Not now because they have so much wealth on the show. I mean, you have Sutton. You have, you know, Garcelle is making money from the show as she should. You know, Birkin. She bought her Birkin. I mean, Renna is wealthy now. You know, Kyle Richards is like getting beyond wealthy. You know, I mean, so you've got Kathy in the mix. I mean, I think Brandy would bring it down. That was what was amazing about Bethany. Bethany was the one that had no money. She was the underdog. She was the feisty mouth with all these Upper East Side wealthy women who thought their shit didn't stink. And Bethany was there to remind them, oh, oh, for my, like it does, you know? Brandy would be great in the mix. And and now it's not about the money for Beverly Hills because they have that. To me, it's about the power dynamic. Who can they bring on that challenges Rinna? You know, that because the audience is already against Rinna. Do they want one more season where they really see Rinna sink? I mean, that's, you know, look, for better or worse, it's the Shakespearean way. I mean, they we kind of want to see her, you know. We want to see Rena humbled, right? Who can humble Rena? Could it be Brandy? Could it be Denise? They're up. They're in the mix. They're in the mix, right? I, I, so I agree with that. I just don't think that whole like, oh, we've talked. No, nothing is. That's January. But I agree with everything you just said. With the footnote, two footnotes. Um, there's also somebody else that's broke as a joke on the show currently. Her Ooh. name is Erica Jane. So, I mean, well, it's not like Brandy would be the only one. I mean, would Erica Jane be cast today? I don't think so on Beverly Hills. She has no money. So, I mean, right? Other than what she makes from the show. So, um, it's... Oh my it's, God, she is broke I, as a joke. She's broke as a joke. She's going to owe for the rest of her life. I think that it would be an interesting fun dynamic when you have brandy being to like sutton like you know oh wow like you're taking me on this trip like i can never you know kind of like a gina kershenheider over there on the oc when she's getting the tour of chateau dubrow which just sold for 55 it could be fun here's the one caveat now i believe brandy will do anything for the money shocker um you know but brandy is not really brandy is not an anti-rena person at this moment in the world she's kind of like kyle is great she thinks kyle is great jory like not like erica so she's not really in with scarcell and sutton nor does she know them. she'd almost but i think if they sat her down and said girl this is your role Brandy doesn't care what the reality of the situation is. She'll be real, but she'll do what she has to do for that paycheck. But Brandy is not, I mean, she's closer to Kyle and Rinna. She, trust me, I know. Let, just, let's just leave it at that, guys. And I'll drop a footnote about Brandy and you could read that any way you want. Maybe she'll be making an appearance on a podcast at some point. Ooh. But I mean, I don't oh. know. I don't know, guys. Behind I don't the know. Velvet Rope exclusive. I don't know about all that. But, um, um, but well, you know, th- I... that's the only footnote. But I do agree if she's, look, it only takes a minute being back in production, right? To be like, I was didn't have anything against Rita and now I do. 
I love all the DMs you guys send me about how you love listening to this podcast with a bottle of wine. Well, listen, fellow wine lovers, I need to tell you guys about Firstly. If you're like me, you go to the wine store and you're like, it's such a hard decision to pick out wine. I don't really know anything about wine. And then you have to ask for help. And I don't know, I used to always get embarrassed, right? Because like, I'm trying to act all cool. Like I know everything about the world when I really don't. First Leave changes all that because you go to their website and you take their quiz, they'd ask you like, what type of wines you like? Do you like whites or reds? What type of flavors do you like? And at the end, they recommend bottles for you. Then they deliver those bottles right to your front door. You don't have to go anywhere. And then as you drink the bottles, you give them feedback. So you'll tell them if you like a bottle or if you didn't like a bottle, and then they will hone in even further on what you really love. I have to tell you like all the wines they've shipped me, there's not a single bottle that I haven't loved. So you can sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles from First Leaf for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet row. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash velvet rope to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope. Now who listening is telling me that they don't want six bottles of wine delivered to their front door for $39.95? I do think you're right. They're not going to bring on anybody to that cast that is Team Rena because it's already looked like Rena, Erica, Dorit, Kyle, to some extent, have bullied Sutton and Garcelle and Crystal. Again, I mean, what are your, th- okay, as of right now, you think Crystal's back? I just, well, I if you believe that article, you know, not only is LVP and Denise being talked to, Crystal's gone, Diana's gone, according to that article, and or they're on the choppy block and Dorita's in severe trouble of being demoted to a friend. I really, I really believe that nothing is being discussed, really. It's just the granular level of people existing in the world, the way that we are. And I'm sure they all have thoughts that are going through their mind. But I don't like when Andy Cohn says, and I also think he wasn't telling the truth when he's like, now that, you know, the reboot is filming, now we're ready to cast Legacy. Not, no, you'll be ready to cast Legacy in like a year and a half. Like we have to film the reboot, then we have to air the reboot, then we have to, right? So we have another year before we focus on Legacy. But I think there's names they have in their mind, like it's obviously going to be Jill and, you know, but so I don't think, no, I don't think there's any discussions at Bravo or NBC with anyone important now. And I don't think there's going to be in November. And I don't even think there's going to be in December. I think, you know, it's, it's January as when we'll start look at, you know, you're in production and TV. It will take them two weeks to go through this and Hey, Brandy, tomorrow we're shooting and the season starts and your contract is coming today and we're sorry we haven't talked to you in seven years. Do you want to do this yeah. or not? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm, it's, there's no advance notice needed when they when they want you. You either want it or you don't. And if you don't, the train is leaving without you, right? So I think January. So no, I don't believe any of these bullshit rumors at this point. But I do think Brandy is a real possibility when they get there. Yeah, Next. sure. Okay. Okay. I love it. Um, before we, okay, let's talk about something other than Beverly Hills for a minute and then we know, come we back know. to it. I know. Um, what, do, what do you want to talk about other than Beverly Hills? What well, is keeping you up at night? Two things. Um, a recent interview that Nene Leakes did with, I don't know if he was a podcaster or somebody in Atlanta that, you know, that's in media. Um, it was very revealing. Um, talk I want to talk to that. 
Okay. I'll talk that. And then of course my girls in, in, in the P, you know, oh, in well, I love, you know, I, I'm the biggest fan of Nini ever, ever, ever. I want to see Nini back on TV. As you know, I work here in production in LA. There's a lot of mixed rumors about her behind the scenes. She is allegedly difficult. Um, you know, I can she get on a network now that she sued a network? I don't know. I haven't been in this business long enough to know what the executives think. My guess is it's hard because if she's done that once, the fear is, you know, could she do it again? As not an executive, I'm like, I want to develop a show with her. I feel like she could be the next Wendy Williams. I say all that to say she did the interview. There were two big nuggets. One, she talked about candy because, you know, candy was very vocal that that NBC and Andy have never been racist against Nene, which publicly hurt Nene, in my opinion. OK, her case. She says in this interview that Candy is very jealous of her. She doesn't know why she's never done anything to Candy. But Candy is very threatened, does not want Nini back ever on the show, because when Nini's on, it takes away from Candy. Do you think there's any truth to that? You've wow. interviewed Candy Burris. I've interviewed Candy Burris. Those are all interesting because I, I didn't see this interview. So this is all very interesting. Um, well, how did Candy's name even come up? The guy like brought it up or just, I'm just curious. Yeah, he brought it up because, you know, while Nini was going, and by the way, so Nini says uh, in this interview, a part of the lawsuit with Andy at NBC was dismissed, but they still have another issue that is not resolved, like that's unresolved. So they are still in a legal battle i guess is the word so she can't speak publicly about everything yet but she is open to coming back and she is open to sitting down and talking to andy i am so confused by all this like i'm just like you are I mean, like, what? right huh? what? i mean well i mean look i interviewed candy no i personally don't believe candy is jealous of nini i just don't i don't really think candy is jealous of really anyone on Housewives. I mean, look, she is now the longest running consecutive housewife, right? Like ever, longer than Teresa because of the Atlanta started. So I really, when Candy was on and she looks into my eyes and tells me like, when this ends, it ends. I believe it. Every year, Candy is on that list of rumors of like, Candy's going, she's boring, Candy's going. She hears this every year. So she does have all these other things in life. I mean, forget about Escape and her songs. She's written so many hit songs for so many people. And no, I'm not talking about Don't Be Tardy. I'm talking about like real Insane. songs. Yeah. Right, like real songs. So Candy really, I mean, Marlo said it on the show. They all say it like Candy has money. And so of course you want another $2 million. But I really believe that when the housewife's train is over, unlike a lot of these other people, Candy really doesn't care. And she has so many other things going on and it will free her up for so many other things that she could be doing while it's going on. No, I, I that I don't believe. I, I really don't think. Now, I mean, it's also interesting. It's like, you know, when she says on my show, like, I think one of the reasons Andy really likes me is because I never bother him or never ask for edits. That's what she said. You know, you have to wonder, like, I mean, does Candy really, I mean, I, I believe that, I believe that she, that that's an honest statement, that she's never seen racism against Nini or anyone. Like, I believe that. And I guess, yeah, that would hurt Nini a little bit. But you also have to see the politics of it of like, did someone at NBC call you and say, hey, girl, 
we don't need, you know, Drusadora because she's, you know, who the hell's that? We need you. We need you to speak out. And I'm sure that could have happened. It's not, it's not, you don't think so? I, I, I would have believed that 10 years ago, but I think in light of Me Too, Time's Up, um, everything we've been through, you know, with, uh, just Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I feel like I cannot imagine they would do that. I mean, that's a huge risk. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, may- nothing. Look, nothing, nothing, nothing shocks me in in any in this business anymore. I'm sure you feel the same way. But I, eek, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. I, I just can't imagine they, them saying that. I mean, you know. It like to me the whole thing. I know I think you and I have talked at nauseum about Nini's lawsuit, but the hard thing was is really a lot of this kind of stemmed from Kim Zolciak's statements, and you know they can't control what Kim says. Um, now they can control if they keep Kim or they don't, but the reality is is Kim. Yeah, she got a spinoff, but then, you know, she hasn't been on the network in how many years? Hasn't been back on that show. Um, And, you know, can you like a field producer who would be with Kim Zolciak when she allegedly made this comments? I mean, do you force them to be like that? They're the ones that should be policing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to justify anything that Kim allegedly did. I'm just saying in a court of like law and accountability, it's like, can you really hold it accountable for that? That's all I'm trying to make the point. Not saying that. I agree with that. It's not, you know, she claims other. Right. I mean, you know, everyone always refers to there's emails and texts. I don't know anything about that. I haven't delved that deep into this, but right. That's a lot different than like a memo that got leaked to her accidentally where a network exec is like saying these things. That is right. So I think it's a stretch to import Kim Zolciak's actions onto NBC. I I would agree with that. And to me, it's like, you know, if Candy has this kind of good relationship with production and Andy, I mean, she's not going to be, why would she be privy to any of these conversations, you know, with Kim and anything like that? And, you know, Candy came out and said, well, Nini said something racist about me, you know, because I think there was some quote, you know, so it's like, I don't know, you know, I mean, I feel for Nini. She's obviously going through a lot. You know, she gave an update recently about her son. You know, her son suffered heart failure and a stroke. I mean, my God, he's only in his early 20s. You know, she lost Greg last year. I mean, she's been through a lot. I hear that she's debating maybe closing her very popular lounge in Georgia because she, you know, in Atlanta because she's just got so much going on. She will always be one of the greatest television personalities ever, ever. I mean, she is when you have that, it's TV gold. I don't know. Can she come back? Does Andy want to talk to her? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just think it's like, I mean, of course you want to come back. Like to say you're open and all this, it's like, I mean, of course you are, right? Like, and I'm not discrediting the lawsuit, but it's just like, look, I I don't believe in regrets in life. I believe in first you got to do A. Like if I really felt that there was discrimination against me or whatever, I, I would be hardcore, like, I don't give a fuck about the ramifications of my actions. I, I would have done the exact same thing she did. And I'm not even commenting on it, but I'm just saying, well, yeah, I mean, you do want to come back, but I don't, I mean, there's a, right, there's, like you said, there's a lot going on in this one interview. Like, there's still part of the lawsuit lingering. What? 
And I mean, if that's the case, I mean, you're not coming back. Like the one thing has to be solved before. I just think it's, I kind of feel for Nini too. I do agree with you. I think like, you know, you always say Bethany should be like Larry King. And I mean, I don't know if Wendy Williams throne would have been the right forum, but there is a forum on a different network somewhere where maybe Nini could, I mean, look, she's got it tame herself though because it's not about you i mean that's well, and that's the, that's, look, that's the problem it's right. not a, that's the problem with bethany like you said like you have to be likable as a host and and it's just it's like bethany doing her rewives podcast like okay it's you're not even going to be watching yourself but at least it's housewives at least it it could kind of be about you because you were in that thing you know whether it's you're doing the table flip or but right, like when Bethany's interviewing, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, it's shut up. No, nobody cares about your life experience. So that's what Nini would have to curb and couldn't get like, it's not. And the, the, what makes these people so fun to watch is they cannot control themselves. You know, they can't, you know, Nini is not going to give an inch to a candy to a Kenya, you know, I mean, even if they deserve it, because I probably Nini just can't even help herself. You know, she now wants to be in the spotlight. Bethany's the same way. Bethany believes she's just bigger than life. And maybe she is, you know, I was on her TikTok looking at her announcement of this new podcast. Her fans can't wait. And she's got thousands of them. So, you know, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would give Bethany a go at a talk show, but she's already had one and it didn't work. So maybe she isn't that likable. And you're you know? saying Nini's reputation in the industry is that she's difficult. Anything else? <laughs> Using Talkspace to me makes me feel like I have a mental health professional with me at all times. And I freaking love that. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider at any time, anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. You guys know I'm never in one place for very long and I'm so relaxed when I'm traveling and I'm away and knowing that I need to talk with my therapist, all I have to do is send a message from wherever I am. Look, therapy isn't easy, right? And dealing with mental health head on, it's a challenge at times, but connecting with my therapist isn't and shouldn't be. You can sign up online for Talkspace and you get a personalized match with, with a provider that's right for you, typically in no more than 48 hours. How great is that? And they have thousands Thousands of licensed therapists with over 40 years experience in all specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, and so on. Relationship issues. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash velvet. Can you believe Thanksgiving is next week? And you know what that means? Then the holidays. Here's the problem I have with holiday shopping. I went on to lululemon.com the other day to buy my gifts for everyone. And I seriously was on this website for, I think, about an hour and a half. And I checked out and I bought not one thing for anyone else. And it's not that there wasn't anything for anyone else. It's that I bought everything for my damn self. It is literally my favorite brand. What I love about Lululemon is I love clothes that are so comfortable, but so stylish. There's there's joy in motion. Listen, their clothes move so well. And everyone I think always thinks of Lululemon for like working out and athleisure wear, which absolutely, but there's so much more. I got jackets there, pants, 
dress shirts. I just bought the cutest navigation down jacket. It's so comfy and it fits so well. Now I'm going to have to go back to Lululemon because literally I now have nothing for anyone else for the holidays. So for your holiday shopping, go to lululemon.com. You'll find everything you need for all the special someones in your life. Jackets, pants, shirts, so many great accessories. And again, the clothes are so freaking comfortable. That's lululemon.com. Well, you know, again, this is like alleged and, you know, I don't, I, I actually, okay. I retract that statement because I don't, you know, it's hard for me to say that because I've never worked with Nini. Um, but I can tell you, you, and you've worked in HR. It's not good when you sue a network. (laughs) I mean, I've said this. No, it's it's not. not. It's not. It's no, like so- if you sue, like I used to run HR, like besides the Martha Stewart, like at it, like in an advertising agency. And it was like a huge agency, but it was a division of Omnicom. So Omnicom advertising is huge. So say that like the office that I ran was like 300, 400 people, a standalone advertising agency. We had like maybe 25 others. Like advertising is only owned by a few holding companies like this one and that one. So it's like, once you sue this company, there's now like 40 companies, maybe 50 or 60 worldwide that you could just never work for again, ever. You've sued. There's an actual lawsuit that says verse Omnicon. So yeah, like it's in your file. So now when you apply for a job and I'm not saying don't sue, I'm just saying yeah, you don't come back from that. That's, I still stand by. I don't know about other networks. I don't think she will ever be allowed on Bravo and NBC. Again, I'd hire that her. is my, I know you would. And I'm not saying, <laughs> I, I would hire her here behind, I would hire her here behind the velvet rope. Look, you He's know what? television gold, but you know so what? I, I just want to, cr- okay. I, like now I'm feeling like I'm do- second guessing myself, but you know, I don't want to say anything about Nini. Like it's all hearsay. And like, I have never interacted with her. So I don't want to say anything about what allegedly people say. I, I no. You know what though? Are you, is, is Sarah afraid of a lawsuit here today? <laughs> yes. After we talk- I don't want to get sued. I love all these. I love all these people. And I, you know, I'm really trying to consciously, I love gossip. I love talking about people, but I'm trying not to put out things in the universe that like, I really don't know for a fact, you know, because I haven't interacted with them. There's, you know, when there's a news story and we're kind of speculating about it, fine. But when it comes to someone's personal character, I just, you know, because yeah, maybe someday in the future, you and I work with Nini. I don't want to be like, oh, by the way, you know, I have a job for Nini. And I mean, I really, I'm being very serious. Now, I mean, would I go into this? I'm not going to sign anything. I don't want any lawsuit. Um, but I, yes, I'm sign. not going to sign any contract, but. I'd sign something. And there's it. compensation. So someone someone get me Nini on the phone. I would do a weekly recap with Nini on RHOA when it comes back on. Genius. Right here behind the velvet rope. I'm ready to do that. I don't know why on that point, Nini doesn't rewife. I mean, everybody's doing it, but again, it can't be nasty and bitter. Like you have to, you have to see, look, Beth, what Bethany's doing is different, right? But like, if you're going to recap, you have to give some props. It can't just be like, when I was on the show, Candy sucks. Look at Kenya. There's Drew. Look at Drew. I mean, she can't trash the whole season if you're going to do a podcast. You can critically look at it and have snarky comments, but you got to give some props to somebody, right? So, but if she pulled like just 
she would be great recapping RHOA, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think the thing that sets Nini and Bethany apart is they can talk about a lot more than just housewives, but yes, that's what they're known for. But anyway, well, I, look, according to all Bethany's haters, like Carol <laughs> Raswell and Countess Luann and everyone else, Bethany failed at life. And now this is the only thing that's yeah. helping. I mean, that's pretty much what they said. Um, should we move on to the P, your yes. favorite girls? And there's a lot going on with the P. I have to be honest, I'm a little behind on the P. Are you caught up on the P? I'm Are caught up on P? the P. Really? Tell me, tell me what's going on in the P. I, I gotta How catch much? up. I mean, <laughs> I love my girls in the P so much, but it is a it's a funny season. It's still doing very well in the ratings. Um, look, why is it a funny season? You know, look, Michael Darby deserves an applause. I mean, Michael Darby kept us interested. I wanted to know who Michael Darby was fucking. He was obviously down to fuck everybody. It was, I miss Michael Darby. I'm going to be, and I miss Monique. I'm just going to be straight. You know, we're at at this weird, funky storyline of trying to accuse Chris Bassett of hopping in Ashley's DMs, which he did not do. He responded to an Instagram story, which we all do. Ashley or Giselle's? Ashley. He was in Ashley's. So Ashley put up a story. She was out partying. Chris Bassett now manages the W Hotel rooftop in Washington, D.C. This is the hottest. It is one of the hottest, hottest spots in all of D.C. I lived there for 15 years. When you went to POV Lounge at the W, it overlooks the White House. I mean, you see the secret security guards. You're that close to the White House with their machine guns or whatever they've got on the top of the White House patrol. I mean, it's the greatest view of the city. He is running this lounge. So she was, Ashley was out one night with her girlfriends. He sees that and he says, you all should have come to the W. He is not sliding in her DMs, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's just not a good storyline. Candace is on social media this week saying, you know, Giselle has no storyline and I don't know. I'm with Candy Gal. It's like how many more, and I know the network and Andy, be, they love, I mean, Giselle is love. it. I will speak to this rumor. I have heard that from everybody in DC, Washington, DC, that works on that show. They say Giselle and Andy are very tight and Andy loves her, but I mean, how much more? I mean, she has. Why though? Why does he love her? I don't over? know. Is it because she? I mean, they're all pretty. Is it? Why doesn't he love Candace? Why doesn't he love? He don't love Candace. Why doesn't he love Wendy? I mean, can't Giselle was there first, but I mean, the Grand Dame is still there. Ashley was there in the beginning. Why? So was Robin. Why? And I, I'm not knocking Giselle. I just like, what is that? Like, I get why he loves Luann. You know, they live near each other in Sag Harbor, where I live. They're right down the street from each other. He knew Luann for years before she was a housewife, before this thing even existed. So I understand, like, they that they knew each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. I understand why he has his nose up Erica Jane's ass. You know what I mean? She's, oh, you fabulous. know, let's go have sex. And, you know, he loves, and the rumor is that she hooked him, that she got him laid with one of her background dancers when she was on the pretty mess tour. So like, I mean, you know, not that Andy needs help getting laid. I mean, it's like any gay man would sleep with Andy for all the wrong reasons. So, but I mean, like, I, I but I, I'm just being honest here, but, but I digress. Like it's, I'm, there's, I'm not taking anything away from Giselle. I just don't know why her, but I've heard that he, I heard the same thing. And look, I mean, Giselle is great at reading people. She's so good. You know, she is a great fit at reality TV. But like, 
you know, Candace said this week, how many more seasons, how many more episodes is she going to just kind of parade around her daughters? And that's, I mean, I so guess she's come out swinging audience. and she's come out swinging yeah. against Ashley and Giselle. One being like, this is a total fake storyline. Giselle, he got nothing. And Ashley being like, he manages it. He wanted business for the night. You know, you are on a show like to be seen there. It's, I mean, it could be anyone. He's not slipping in your DMs to fuck you is what she's saying. I mean, I have to agree oh. with Candy Gal. It's just, it's what like. What are you I- going to challenge the audience with? Well, I mean, you know, because Giselle and Robin were trending yesterday and, you know, people love Giselle and Robin. But my challenge to our listeners would be like, tell me what's compelling about this storyline of Chris Bassett. Like Michael Darby was really hooking up with other people. I mean, like Chris Bassett, I just I don't buy he didn't slide in Ashley's DMs. He responded to an IG story like does anyone believe in a, in any universe that he was trying to get with Giselle? I'm sorry. This is like the Lisa Barlow thing. It's just so stupid. You know, it's like Lisa Barlow doesn't look like she sucks her own husband's dick. You think she's sucking someone else's? I mean, yeah. I just, I'm like, we're pulling at straws. Like, you know, I don't know. And, just... and poor Candy Gal. And again, I really don't have sides. Like I've had Giselle on, but like, Candy Gal can't catch, catch a break. She's basically trashed by this cast season after season. And now it's finally <laughs> not about Candy Gal. It's finally, she's not doing anything wrong. There's no throwing of any salads. There's no, you know, slamming someone's head on a table. Candy Gal's got it. She's got it. Chill. Now we're going after Chris. Like, man, this bitch can't catch a break. The Housewives, her seasons, like everyone deserves at least a, a nice, happy season where it's about everyone else, right? That's about her husband. Yeah, Man. but I mean, what else, like, what else do we have? I, I just, you know, the Grand Dame is the Grand Dame. She is like the Kathy Hilton of, you know, Potomac. I think it's going to get interesting with Mia because there's obviously some financial things there. There's more about the health thing. Maybe we'll shift gears. Um, the Professor, Miss Osefo. I mean, if Miss Osefo does a, or Mrs. Osefo does a deal with Peter, of course, from RHOA, and they open that restaurant in Baltimore if they go into business. That could be very interesting. I mean, Peter, Peter's kind of a trip, you know? I mean, so I just, I don't know. I'm struggling a little bit with this season, and I'm just trying to ask myself, is it because we've seen such huge storylines in Salt Lake and Beverly Hills and my expectations are off, or are we pulling at straws? So I would challenge our audience, like, I don't know, debate me, I guess, because I'm... I'm Well, I would like to do the same challenge because there were some... The last time we talked about it, there were comments, I think on YouTube, maybe on Instagram, but I think YouTube where some people were like, what is Sarah talking about? This is a great season. Now, I do feel more like you. I, I do. And so I don't know, for me... It's not even Salt Lake. Is it just Beverly Hills that we just came off like World War III, the most toxic season ever? And it's just, I need a minute to adjust. You know, is it because we saw this physical violence between Monique and and Candace, which I never, you know, support physical violence, but that was interesting. Like, is it just a lighter, right? Is it a lighter season in the P? There were some challenges, but nothing strong. Nobody. So I would like to, to open it up to the audience and leave comments on the YouTube video. Like, 
do people agree with us? Is the P off? Or is because someone was like, what is Sarah talking about? And I didn't really comment. So it's not like I'm coming for you. They'll come for me too. Like, but they were like, just the P is great. And I'm like, okay. But I agree. Me, I, I don't know if it's me with what I, because I've watched almost all of it. I'm like an episode behind. Or is it just, it's a little off. It's a little off for me. I I agree with you. I do. Well, look, I mean, Candace is like, I want to recast. recast. Yeah, no, she's I- like, enough's enough. These guys don't have any storylines. I bring it every fucking season. And I mean, she kind of does. And she's doing so much. You know, she's like a legit singer. She's on tour, these city winery tours. She's acting. She's got a film that's going to be coming out 2022, 2023. I mean, she's she like she said, I bring all my friends. I bring all my family. I force them all to be on. And here's Giselle. All we see is her daughter, which I... I don't want to come after her. Her daughters are like awesome. And I think they do a good job of checking her, but it's like, what she's saying is who, like, how come the rest of us are exhausting everything we've got? And she brings nothing. I, you know, I just don't know why my biggest thing with Giselle is why don't we see her date? You are, I want to see Giselle on a date with some hot guy and him be mean, wonderful. It's weird. They're in love. I don't care what the emotion is. I want to see her date. I want to see her just on the town dating. That is her life, isn't it? She doesn't date. I don't know. And what is this about? Um, so everyone tell us if you're a little bit off with this season too. Um, as we wrap up and wind down, what is this about Robin's life being threatened? What was yeah. that? Yeah, I wanted to find the Instagram post, but essentially Robin put up a message that someone wrote to her um, wishing like death upon her. I mean, it was just. I so- saw that. I saw that. I I saw that. And I, I, I do the same thing she does. I put it on my story. You know, yes. you can call me out. I don't care. But when it's like just the cross is a line, I'm, I put it on the story. And someone's like, oh look at you. And I'm like, no, I will put this on my story. If you basically like are so low. I saw that someone in Robin was like, can you believe this? This person's threatening my life or whatever. But I just don't understand what it was from. They just don't like Robin. Okay. It was a couple weeks ago. It was following an all new episode of Potomac where Robin shared a death threat. She received from a fan over her current beef with Wendy Osefo. Yes. Um, Robin was taken back uh, by the message and posted, this woman hopes I die over some people that don't even know she exists. Sick. No need to harass her for her evil wishes. She is unfortunately one of many. I will, I will just continue to pray for protection for me and my family and my cast. I mean, my castmates who will also be harassed at some point over this long season, because we are all humans and far from perfect from those wishing harm and evil over us because of a TV show. Shake my head, Robin Dixon, you know, it was and and good for Robin. She put up this woman's Instagram. It was so crazy. I mean, I, I just listen. I don't even get into it now. But I see the same people. They like Margaret Josephs takes a shit. They like it. Teresa um, Judice blows her nose. They like it. It's the same people. They go on every housewives. I'm like, do I don't understand. Like it's. I do agree with what she said. Everyone listening, these people don't 
know that you exist in the world. So if tomorrow you get a cancer diagnosis and you're in a hospital a year from now and you're on your deathbed and you're about to die, Giselle Bryant doesn't give a fuck about you. And either does Margaret Joseph. Here I go on a rant. I was so calm. All fucking episodes. <laughs> Don't know you're alive. So I understand watching the show, having comments, hate watching it, participating, you know, I don't understand the 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 adoration or the, the, the I mean, I think the adoration is just as sick as the hate. Oh, they're, you're not. Oh, they they commented back to you, so your whole the whole week is made. Margaret Josephs liked my comment. You know, Kathy Hilton liked my comment. Yeah, I talk about when Kathy's on my Instagram here, and then it gets picked up in the press. That's that's business. Sorry, that's business. It's like I don't know. I don't know. So. I'm just saying, guys, love your mother, love your brother. Those of you lucky enough to have your mother alive, like love the people around you. Stop giving hearts and adoration. Mean, yeah, like so. But I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not going to call out names. I know people that literally will go and like something Robin posts. We'll go and like something Kathy Hilton posts. We'll like something Andy posts. We'll like something Rachel Zoe posts. We'll like. I mean, we are all all day. I'm like, man, they don't know you're alive. Pull it together. Sorry. I, I mean, know, that, I love it. <laughs> that brings you happiness. But I mean, so I, I say that all the time. It's just, it's the adoration. It's very, it's, it's a weird thing. And I guess I don't look, it's a bigger psychological issue that we don't have time for. Right. It's like you, you, you gotta be happy with yourself and you're not. Can I just say one thing, guys, oh, I'm not oh. even, can I say one thing before we go? Cause we'll, yes. post this. all of our talking I have on this Eric and Jade. So haters, Forget about hating Robin today and sending her death threats. Come for me. The shirt says Erica Jane. Here it is. I'm going to put up a picture of it when we post this episode. I didn't even realize I was wearing this until I started going on the air with you. And I'm like, like I said, I don't care. I love EJ. I don't care if I love her or hate her. Let me tell you something. The day that that woman says, I'm Erica Jane and we're doing another Pretty Mess tour, I am buying a ticket for every fucking city because it was the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Shout out for the pretty next tour. Okay, that's it. Uh, next episode. When's she going back on tour? Girl, you need money. Scale it down. Get rid of all those background dancers. Come out with your fucking All the outfit microphone. changes. Just do two outfits, three outfits, call in a night. We don't care she, if you come out in your pajamas. It was literally one of the best things I have ever seen. Oh, so jealous. Women it will appreciate it, straight men, but the, the gay men, I mean, this is like, this is like the Olympics. That was like, <laughs> there was padding of the puss and just everything. And I'm just like, I am just, I don't know what is going on. This is the best thing I've ever seen. So I'm, All right. here we go. Um, Sarah, love you much. We're going to find you, me behind the velvet rope. We're going to find you where? At the Sarah Frazier Show on TikTok. Sarah Frazier Show, new podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify every single day. I love it. And I will see you very soon. Bye, gorgeous. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. 
And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.